Welcome to Coach Life, leading leaders with Pastor John Pierce, the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. When we coach leaders effectively, we create multiplication and momentum. We want to equip and inspire you as you grow as a coach who leads leaders. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Frecker a Melbourne East location pastor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coach Life Leading Leaders. We are glad you are with us. And I am joined by the amazing Pastor John. Hey, g'day, Dan. Welcome, everybody, to our, I believe it's our fourth episode of Coach Life uh, Leading Leaders. So great to have you with us and really want to help you today become a better leader of leaders. Yes. Oh, we're so enjoying this. And even right now, we're in the middle of like a three-part series, right. and I thought it'd be good, Pastor John. Do you want to kind of, yeah, say what we covered last week, where we're going? Awesome. So what we talked about last week, we talked about the importance of clear instructions. So, we, mm. you know, the, if we give the context of, of leading leaders, coaching is different to being in the game. You're mm. not leading the connect group. You're coaching the person leading the connect group. You're not leading the new Christian yourself, following them up. You're, you're coaching the person doing that. You're not leading that host team or music team or kids team you're coaching so this is it's a different mindset to being a leader so last week we talked about the important or last month i'm sorry we talked about Mm. the importance of clear instructions so it's just you you know when you spell things out of expectations of how to do things and making it really clear because it's unfair to give someone some feedback on something that they've done that that you did and you're like well why didn't you do a b and c and they're like well you never told me so the <laughs> beginning point of being a great coach is giving people clear instructions yeah so, so this week we're going to talk about uh the power of great questions which is which is an awesome episode it's going to help people and then mm. next month we're going to jump into a, a culture of continuous coaching conversations and yes. for those of us who don't like conflict or <laughs> or don't like that idea of you know encouraging and challenging people to grow uh you're going to love that episode next month Yes. And what I'm loving, Pastor John, is these, they're just so practical. We're really getting into, you know, where we all can struggle, where we all can grow, and just the practicalities of being a coach and a leader of other leaders. So I know I speak for everyone, Pastor John, we're grateful for Uh, your wisdom. It's lots of fun, Dan. It's lots of fun. And pretty much I'm passing on a lot of what I've been taught myself over the years. So I'm not that smart. I'm just passing it on. (laughs) Well, we're very grateful. Well, all right. Today, the power of great questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a great place to always start is, is this biblical? Uh, Where is this in the Bible? So I'd love, you know, to ask you that. Is this biblical, Pastor John? Absolutely. Look, my go-to verse around this is another proverb. Proverbs is a great wisdom leadership book. Mm. Proverbs 20 verse 5 says, Through good advice, although good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Another so uh, version says deep counsel or counsel is deep within a person's heart. So that that tells me that as a, a coach of a leader, so for me coaching you, Dan, mm. uh, I've got to have this mindset that the d- instruction and counsel for, for Dan Frecker, yeah. uh, it's not in me primarily. Wow. It's God's placed it in you. You've got the Holy Spirit. You've mm. got to walk with God. You've got the word of God. And while I might see things that you can grow and improve in, or someone who's coaching me can see things that I can grow and improve in, ultimately the most powerful thing to do is to work with the Holy Spirit and to draw 
that instruction or counsel out of you. So mm. that's the that's what a coach is here to do. I'm not here to dump all my knowledge on people. I'm not here to <laughs> yep. impress them with how how much I know. I'm actually here uh, to draw out of them the wisdom, the experience, mm. the things that are deep. They might not even realize they're there. But great questions pull those that wisdom out of people so yes. that's that's the that's the the biblical my, my go-to verse and of course jesus the ultimate leader of leaders the ultimate mm. coach uh lived by this this is funny dan i yeah because we know jesus asked questions all the time you know yes. they tried to trap him and he's like oh, who's whose heads on this coin you <laughs> yeah. know and what about john the baptist is the anointed of god and he comes back with a with a question you know or, or no th- he comes back with a john the baptist question so jesus asked so many questions yes. and uh, I read actually I googled this I, yeah. I can't verify it but uh, <laughs> one one a, a, a consistent theme was he asked 305 307 questions that's how many he asked wow. and he was asked more around 180 so almost wow. he almost doubled the amount of questions he asked than what he was asked wow. so that's how Jesus led it's probably a good example for you and I to ask great questions. And so like yes. he asked things rather than telling them, hey, guys, I am the Messiah, the son of the living God. Mm. He says, hey, guys, disciples, who do, who do people say that I am? Yeah. Okay, so it starts general. Uh, who do you say that I am? Yes. He did, so he didn't tell them. He was drawing it out of them. And, and you know, in mm. another instance, he tells a story about the Good Samaritan because he'd been asked a question, who's my neighbor? So he tells yeah. a parable. And then he asks to the religious instructor, so which one of these guys was the neighbor? He, he could have mm. said, now the point of this parable is that, this, that the Samaritan is the neighbor. But yes. he asked them to answer the question because he, he realized this is what he's recognizing is, and I think this is true of all of us. You remember what you say way more than you remember what everybody else says. That's just it's human so nature. True. So draw yep. it out of people, right? Absolutely. And I think that's kind of the key here is that we want people to grow and become yes. all that God's called them yes. to be. And I love what you share. Well, how are we going to do that? It's not always for us telling them. It's through asking great questions that draws it out of them. And as you said, then they will remember it because they will think they're a genius, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's our job, right? That's exactly what we want. And then they'll do podcasts sharing all the knowledge that they've got that realize that someone else gave them or drew out of them. So that's oh, that's how it works. I love it, Pastor John. But what I, you know, it's just this continuous thought of that we're trying to lead others to Jesus, not to ourselves. Yes. And one yes. of the ways we do this as a coach, right, is we're not imparting all our knowledge, but yeah. we're actually leading them to yes. Jesus, to wisdom. And, yes. Oh, it's to be self-learners, you know, that's yep. part of it, to reflect well as part of yep. it, right? And it takes a bit of the pressure off. So, you know, because let's just say we did have to have all the answers. Mm. Uh, that's a bit of pressure. But this way of being a coach, I love it because rather than being having to be the know-it-all, we just have to be good at asking great questions awesome. and relying on the Holy Spirit. It's so good. Awesome. Well, let's go to why questions are so powerful. So we see mm. Jesus doing it, but yes. why do you think, Pastor John, this is so powerful? Okay, so uh, this is a quote I heard a few years ago that really has resonated with me, and we talk about it quite a bit together, Dan, and with mm. our team. And often people go think, you know, in a connect group or a leadership development group, oh, great questions facilitate great discussion. So we want to have yeah. great discussion. We want everybody to talk. But the, the deeper point is that, that great questions, they're not, they don't just facilitate great discussion. That's one level. But they actually facilitate discovery. 
Wow. We want people to discover. We want them yes. to discover truths for themselves. We want people to to be awakened to truths. It, it definitely asking questions engages people. So rather yeah. than a lecture mindset, you know, mm. it's more the apprenticing mindset of we're watching, we're coaching, and we're we're causing you to reflect. So I think discovery is the great outcome of great questions. And suddenly somebody who, I don't know why I do that that way. I don't know Mm. why I automatically do that this way. You've asked a question and they're like, oh, A, I didn't realize I was always doing that, talking too Mm. much or whatever it might be. (laughs) Um, And B, I wonder why I do that. And then mm. comes a aha moment and suddenly a light bulb's going on and a person can can get some understanding and motivation to change their behavior. So good. So the goal of great questions is not discussion, but discovery. Yes. And I was just thinking, even Pastor, as you shared that example in Matthew 16, Jesus, who do you say I am? Well, on the other side of that question, Peter had the most powerful discovery right. ever, right? That right. Oh, Jesus Christ is yes. the Messiah. And yes. on that rock of revelation, he will build the church. And oh, that is so powerful. And I love what Jesus said people. after that. So Peter got it right. And then he's like, you're so blessed, Peter. But you didn't come up with this yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was our, our Father in Heaven has revealed. So this is revelation. And so wow. he, positive reinforcement of something that Peter's discovered, mm. but recognizing the discovery is coming from the Holy Spirit, the Father in Heaven. I love that. That's powerful. Let, let me ask powerful. you a question, Dan, in your leadership journey. And you you are how old now? 20, 28. 28 and been leading probably for 10 years at least, I would say. Yeah. Uh, for 11. good and not for yep. evil. Before that, probably leading for evil and not yeah, for good. A little bit. But yeah. Uh, you know, and I've had the privilege of being involved in your leadership journey. Reflect, what would be a moment that you can say, oh, I remember some great questions helping me grow as a leader and having discovery? Oh. There's, ma- there's many, Pastor John, because I-, I actually say to people all the time, the number one way I've grown as a leader, besides reading the Bible, my personal walk with Jesus, is definitely what we're talking about here today, which is um, being submitted to a leader. So for me, yourself, and, and your coaching in my world. And so, you know, an, an example that comes to mind, so Ebony and I had the privilege of being youth pastors on our, at our yep. Sunny Coast location yep. for about seven years. And uh, within those seven years, we had great seasons and, and seasons that were a bit challenging. And mm-hmm. I remember we were in the middle of a more challenging season in our yeah. youth ministry. Things weren't going great. Maybe, yeah. you know, just the health wasn't there and going the wrong direction. And uh, we were driving you and Pastor Dan to the airport. Mm-hmm. And in this drive, you know, you just, I remember you asking me some key questions. And, mm-hmm. you know, for example, you didn't say, oh, Dan, you's not going great. I remember right. actually very well. You said, hey, Dan, how do you feel? The, our youth ministry is going. Right. And so we're driving along, I'm sharing, oh, you know, and basically I shared, I feel like we're not winning, it's yep. not going well, there's a few yep. challenges. And then once again, you then didn't go, all right, well, here's the 10 things you should, I remember you just said, all right, well, Dan, why do you feel it's right. that our youth is in this, this season or this state? Yep. And, you know, I just remember that car trip because you asked really powerful questions for me even in that process, I was just sharing some ideas and thoughts. And, you know, you asked follow-up questions, you guided, you shared as well. But sure. the outcome of that is, I just remember, that was the turning point. Because right. we'd made some shifts and mm-hmm. actually we then entered a, a two to three year season of immense health and growth. But I remember that was a key coaching moment for me right. that actually helped shift us That's as cool. leaders in that season. That's really, really cool. I think... 
And so if we reflect on those questions, and this is what I think great questions are, they are uh, they are open-ended questions. They're yeah. questions that are causing people to not say, is youth going good? Yes or no. It's like, <laughs> how do you... So how is an open-ended question. How do you mm. think uh, youth ministry is going? Or how do you think you went with that preach or whatever it might be? So yeah. I think open-ended questions are great. Interestingly for me, sometimes as a leader... I have a bit of a. This is the issue. This is what I want to say to a person. Right. This is yeah. what I see, um, but I'm not going to say that. I want. I'd rather draw it out of them and lead the conversation. Mm. But other times, I begin the conversation. I don't actually know. So the discovery is not just for the person I'm coaching. Wow. I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit through asking questions that there's going to be a, ah, oh, ha, that's the mm. issue, or that's the mindset or that's the behavior or that's the that's the practice or, or you know so there's a there's a sense that we're going on a discovery journey together yeah. other times i can see really you know because of experience you can see what's the problem you just would mm. rather the person themselves discover that uh, yeah. that's just nicer and it's more powerful that way yeah oh, so true and yeah that moment really helped me. That discovery shifted me. So it's it's powerful what we're talking about. Well, you know, let me let me say this. So I had a similar experience the other day, but on the reverse side. So again, I'm I'm coaching some youth leaders, and they've been experiencing a term of great growth and built and the beginning of momentum. So it's the so reverse. So my conversation across the desk the other day was was uh, how do you think youth is going? And yep, I agree. It you know, sharing and numbers and momentum and exciting and go. Okay, so why do you think that is? So because good. it's not just when things are going bad that we're yeah. coaching. It's yep. also when things are going good. And Brilliant. so that this, I think, what we're teaching leaders is the art or the skill of reflection, mm. and just to pause and reflect and 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 just look for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in that reflection rather than just charging on. So Yes, and I think that is so important because reflection is always where growth happens. So Yes. Well, Pastor John, imagine you were sitting across from a, a coach. It might be mm-hmm. a coach of connect groups, a yep. coach of teams, a coach uh, in another church, whatever. What are the contexts uh, where we're going to be asking questions, do you think, for a coach? Right. Okay, as a coach, I think you've pretty much got about four contexts. So right. one is that one-to-one, you know, we're in the car driving to the airport, lots yep. of great conversations <laughs> happen there or on the way back from the conference that you went to. Or So mm. this is you've included people in your life. It might be a structured uh, supervision meeting, might be a coffee, might be formal or informal. So that's one-to-one. You're going to be asking questions. Yeah. Uh, another context is in a group. So you're doing mm. a leadership development group. We'd call them a huddle uh, yep. or an apprenticing meeting. And so in that group, you're looking and groups are great. A lot of Jesus questions were in groups so that so everybody's true. learning at the same time so the yeah. so we're asking and reflecting and you know we'll do that i do a leadership group once a month with a group of our ministry directors we read a chapter of a book and we just ask questions reflect on what you learnt what you grew what you're strong in where you need so to good. improve why just you know and so my my role in that is is I'd say probably 60 to 70% asking questions wow. uh, and helping. Yeah. And so we're all learning from each other. Uh, so that's two. So the group, then then another context is in what we'd call shadowing. So people are watching you lead. So yeah. you're, they're watching you run the connect group because they're being trained to run the connect group. Yeah. They're watching you preach because they're being trained to preach. They're so watching you worship lead. And so after they've watched, 
it's smart to go, okay, hey, what do you, th- you know, what do you think I did well? What could I have done better? What did you learn out of this experience? So that's shadowing mm. and that never, that, that should never stop that. And the yeah. last one is when we have observed that person leading mm. and now we're going to get them to reflect. How do you think that alpha group went? How do you, mm. what, what went well? What would you change? How did that connect group go? So that, that that's the four contexts, one-on-one, in a group, in the reflection of watching me and then when I'm watching you and coaching. So powerful. And I just want to encourage everyone listening or watching that what we're talking about is such a powerful mindset shift that, you know, as a coach, you don't, your, your job is not to tell everyone after yeah. reflecting, but this, what we're talking about is a mindset shift that as a coach, uh, in all these contexts, my main role is to ask great questions. Yes. And I think, isn't that a, it's a mindset shift, isn't it? It is. Yeah, mm. it is. And I think so then I think if you've got that mindset, then pretty much there's going to be two key things that you're coaching people towards. Yeah. The first one is you're reinforcing good leadership um, thinking or practices. So you're yeah. really, you know, great coaching and asking the right questions is going to help to to embed in a person healthy, good leadership practice. Yeah. Uh, and then secondly, it's going to identify gr- areas of growth. Mm. So, and I think you'd want to probably focus about 80% on embedding and strengthening good leadership practices. Yep. So that, so that's that. why we start with that. We've got some coaching cards, Dan, that we would use. You give us yeah. a couple of examples of, of what context or how you'd use that. Yeah. So I think, um, like here's an example of one uh, for those watching on YouTube. If not, sorry, you can just listen. But this is one for our huddles. And so let's just say um, I'm observing someone lead a huddle. Yep. And so as we talked about last week, I won't go into today, but we've defined our win. So there's yes. clear instruction, yes. Pastor John. How we win, clear instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I've observed them, so I've sat in the huddle, I'm not leading it, I'm observing. Um, we then have three recap questions. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd sit down or, you know, after straight after and go what do you think you did well yes and so that's what you're sharing it's like a springboard yes. for encouragement what isn't did it? you do well yep yeah and, and you need to yourself already have a list of things mm. either written or in your mind so that because a lot of people don't think they did much well and they'll it's go straight true. to what i didn't do well <laughs> and i'm nervous or so you've got to really reassure this is healthy rather yes. than it's, it's not a critique it's coaching up yeah. So and what I do you think you did well? That's awesome. So true. So true. Uh, what would you have done differently? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you were sharing earlier. It's trying to help uh, identify growth areas yep. or, you know, and, and so that's a really powerful question in coaching. Yep. And then the last one is just, do you have any questions? And Great. so it's just giving them space yep. to ask, hey, yep. you know, what would you have done in this situation? Yes. Or this person would not stop talking. What would yes. you have done differently? Uh, and I found there have been such gold conversations uh, reflecting. Awesome. awesome. So I think in that coaching, and we're going to talk about continuous coaching feedback uh, in our next episode, but in that uh, context, it's really good for people to know I'm going to be observing and coaching you yeah when would you like the feedback do you want it straight afterwards mm. would you would you like it in a couple of days i did a, i coached a preacher last night at at our church yeah and i asked them that question do you want the feedback immediately yeah or would you like the feedback uh, in a couple of days and the, you don't want to lead it too long some yeah. people are a little little fragile and all you know sometimes my coaching technique is tell me i'm awesome today and give me my improvements on tuesday uh, yes you know, that's what i but, say to ebony after i've preached yeah yeah but other people like no i just i, I want to know i want to go there uh we, i was 
coaching a, a doctor in our church who's developing as a preacher and he was just saying that's what I'm used to in hospital immediate yeah. feedback improvement wow. that's the culture of, of, of that which is great and what I did as well and this is part of my own mindset is I had another person learning to be a preacher feedbacker with right. me watching yeah. and they so they first gave me their their f- feedback yeah and then I'm like we work together to give it but we you start by asking those questions and getting in the at the, at the right time mm. oh, that is so cool well Pastor John I think what we also wanted to discover is a bit about follow-up questions right yes. because you know how this actually lands practically is we ask an initial question yes. and as you said uh, some people will then just talk and talk and talk yep. others will go what do you think you did well yep. uh, I don't know yep. um, so I guess what have you learned about follow up questions and maybe just explaining a bit about what they are yeah well I think in particularly in group contexts or when we're trying to discover why a person does things so mm. to kind of often it's the the second question that really brings the gold out it's it's like oh so what you know let's say you're talking about time management and a person says i always put that off i don't get around to that Mm. Uh, so you might go okay well why do you think that is Mm. Uh, then they can go into it or what could you do about that yeah or or a a reflection question could be you might say give yourself a score out of 10 on this particular competency and so everyone's given themselves a score out of 10 and go okay that's quite low why do you why do you struggle with that do you think Mm. Um, another another question could be who is someone you see who does that really well yes and why do you think they do it really well so so that would be what i would say dan you're great at follow-up questions what's what's your thoughts there yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with what you said is I found, yeah, the discovery and the gold is very rarely the first question. Yes. Uh, and sometimes it's the second and sometimes it's the third. But if mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm picturing I'm digging out for gold. And a right. lot of what we're doing is we're trying to find the gold, or the, and which in, in this case is the discovery and the revelation. Yes. And I think a lot of the time when we're newer to asking great questions, we do one hit and we yep. don't hit it and then we move on to mm-hmm. another question. Yes. But what we're learning here is the skill of uh, asking great follow-up questions. And yes. as you said, we're, we're just keep digging until yes. we hit that, that sweet spot, that right. gold. And um, I did actually want to do a shameless plug, Pastor John, for our coaches or anyone is we actually on our leadership app, we have a question toolbox. True. Because what I've learned about this in my own leadership journey is this is a skill. Yes. So it's not like there's some people good at it, some yeah. at it. No, no. It's like right. going to the gym. We all yeah. need to practice this, get better at it. Um, I've definitely intentionally tried because I'm not naturally great at this. I'd rather just preach. And but right. you know, this has been good for me. Very um, good. And you know, so a few examples you shared. Like, why do you believe that? Yes. Um, you know, as you shared earlier, who have you seen do that well? And yes. What made you pick them? And tell us a bit about why. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are two next steps for you out of this conversation? Really and, good. And yeah, so I'd just say for me, that's something I've learned is be patient. Mm-hmm. Be okay with a bit of awkward silence and just yes. keep digging until oh, you hit that goal. Oh, the old awkward silence. I hate <laughs> yes. the old awkward silence. I love it. I, uh, um, I was in a welcome party yesterday. This is a bit different. Yeah, just the, I'd ask a question, awkward silence every yeah. time, avoiding yeah. eye contact. you got to get comfortable in it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're going to be a great coach, a bit of awkward silence is your friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I love absolutely. that. So I, like, I think that I'll just jump on that, Dan, as we bring it to a close. I think that um, – I think that open-ended questions are more things where you ask, like, who? 
So we've talked about who inspires you to to be authentic in ministry life might be something you're talking about, or who do you think is a great example of a team leader in in the hosts? And so, and then the follow up question is why do you think love that or what do they do? So open ended questions: who, why, what, uh, mm. uh, how? So another one. I mean, I've asked this for years. Every time I get with a leader in our church, I, I used to ask it like this, Dan. I used to say. And I'd said it to you lots. If you get hit by a bus, who is the next leader? So it's, I now it's have like the fear of buses. Yeah, passing exactly. On. <laughs> Sorry, mate. So it's a it's a question about are you developing leaders? That's are so you good. thinking strategically about who's next? So that question would be my go to. Uh, then we change it to so not not if you got hit by a bus, but if you had an Enoch moment, if God yeah. just took you straight away, who's going to lead Melbourne East? Love that. And then the, then the question is why them. And then the question is, what do you think they would need to grow and develop mm. in to be able to be those leaders? So I'm probing and teaching at the same time with those who questions. So uh, good. I think that why is so important for self-discovery? Why, why do you think like that? Mm. Uh, why um, do you struggle in that area? Or why do you think you're so strong in this area? Why mm. do you think that's such a strength for you? Uh, the, the next steps, so great coaches help people find next steps. So, yep. okay, if we've we've identified that, that you're a six out of ten in this area of your leadership, maybe it's in leading great leading great huddles and you're a six out of ten, uh, how are you going to get better yep. and what are your next two steps? What what are you going to do? So, so, so rather than me saying, okay, so you're struggling in leading a great huddle, you should A and B, mm. I'd much rather go, what do you think? How are you going to grow in this? Now, I might yep. not, I have got A and B in my my mind mm-hmm. and you come up with b and c and i'll go awesome b and c are great I'm, it does it's just as long as we've got forward momentum love it so they are oh. some really key open-ended questions that are going to help keep people moving and Absolutely. a great follow-up question is always going to be if you meet in a month later or catch up how did you go yes with what we talked about last time so, so we didn't good. just talk about it forget it and forget it so that's the follow-up questions yeah. that people are committed to Well, we really hope that this conversation has been helpful for you. Great coaches ask great questions. And so what are some steps you can take after listening to this to grow as a question asker? God bless you. We can't wait to talk next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. And we pray that you've been equipped and enlarged in your leadership journey. We would appreciate your feedback by leaving us a review wherever you've joined us from today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you join us again soon for our next episode of Coach Life, Leading Leaders.